When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening, welcome to Fun Time Reds. It's me again. It's Chris Brack. It's Kev. And we've got Matt as well. Oh, so it finished. IX nil, Liverpool three. Liverpool into the uh, Champions League knockout stages. So, so much my 2 2. All nice and easy. What do you think, Kev? I said last night I fancied a 3 1. I fancied us to go and score goals, but after watching the first five minutes, I must admit, I was a bit. Uh, we were both a bit cool. edgy, weren't we? Yeah, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Delighted with the result. Happy with the way the performance evolved into. Job done. You know, we're into we're into the knockout stages, which is the aim that you always want. Given every the context of the season, I thought over the 93, 94 minutes, we played really well. You know, so it's a difficult place to go. Happy days. I'm 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 over the moon with that. Can't can't be disappointed at that. Good, good, good. As Red Sea points out, uh, Juve no move, Barcelona no move, Ajax no move, Avalentino no move, Proclaimers on the remix. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, Matt, how you doing? I'm this is a bit better good. than the last. Be... Is this better than last full time Red you did? Yeah, just just a little bit better than uh, than that shower shit that was on Saturday morning. So yeah, it was. Uh, I was I was confident we were going to get the results. You know, uh, it's always nice when you go in knowing that a draw do you that you can be kind of confident, and even if you come up a little bit short and only get the draw, it's still exactly what you need. So, but we settled in the second half. Just we're going to get through it, obviously, but just a total change from the team. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Kev's clean shave is definitely a good luck charm, according to Paul. Kev, you've got, to stay clean, you've got to stay clean shaven now, mate, every time until it doesn't work. Yeah, my missus is going to have a word to say about that, so and she's going to win. Uh, she'll be fine, she'll be fine. Buy her an LCD Trips t-shirt, she'll be happy. Um, Kevin B says, I watched the video after we signed Darwin and a Benfica fan of made who's saying Darwin's conversion rate is one in three. He may, might be the one. Give him three chances, he should get, he should get one. Yeah, Pretty accurate. So, right, let's talk about how the lineups then. So, well, first things first, Paul Giovanni, what's Matt's shirt? Let's have a look. It's a, uh, I believe it's a 10 11 Liverpool home shirt. It used to have eight and Jared on the back and used to have Carlsberg on the front, but she's been through the wash a couple hundred times. So, <laughs> I actually yeah. quite like that. <laughs> Always makes me think of Torres, that shirt. Yeah. yeah um, that's a nice one there. So let's look at the uh, lineups then. So, I, I mean, I, Kev, I don't think we've got the lineup right, did we? Have we ever got a lineup right yet, Kev? No. Um, we should be better at this, really, shouldn't we? It was a lot more aggressive than I thought it was going to be. He yeah. literally went balls out for with the lineup, didn't he? He left nothing, nothing on the bench, really. You know, he, he front loaded everything. It was like, if we're going to win this, we're going to win it in, inside the first 60 minutes. You know, he wasn't leaving anything in the tank to to make adjustments later on. It was it was full on everything up front of it, you know, and fair play to him for it because it would the safe decision, the easier decision would have been probably Carvalho or Curtis over um one of the front four, really. Mm. And it wasn't really a front four, was it? It was it's been the diamond, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I thought it was nuts, to be honest. I mean, Matt, how did you see it with with the lineup? How did you think it was going to play when you first saw the lineup? I I thought we were going to get the standard 4-2-3-1 that we've been kind of seeing with Darwin out on the left for his pace, just to give us – because it feels like we're really missing that, not having, you know, Diaz or last season Mane or even Jota out there, just somebody just to stretch the pitch vertically. And he's so fast. Like, Darwin Nunez is – disgustingly fast so I figured they'd bump him out to the left let Harvey go again on the right because I think I think the coaching staff believes in Harvey Elliott in a big big way I think they're ready to give this kid responsibility and I think again he's showing that he's not too small or too young to shoulder that responsibility but it was about five minutes into the game I made a note that we were definitely playing four one three two Bobby had dropped back so far into the midfield. Henderson had pushed way out onto the left-hand side. Harvey was on the right side. And Fabinho was on his own as the lone pivot. And Mo and Darwin were up top, shoulder-to-shoulder just about. So, yeah, it was a change from even the new formation that we've seen so yeah. far. Yeah, Passio, new one. yeah, Passio says the lineup was fine, but the players were all over the place in the first half. Trent, Trent was a centre-forward at some points, which he was. Harvey was alongside uh, Fab. And I think at one point, Henderson was left-wing. It was. I'm all. I'm all for being fluid, but it was a bit. It felt it, a bit haphazard. It was. I, I remember texting you in in the first twenty minutes. I said, "I hate this shape. I hate everything about it. We couldn't get on the ball in midfield. We're constantly outnumbered." And the thing is, it was a four four two diamond, and that's not a system that you just decide. Okay, tonight Sorry, we're going to yeah. play. You know, it's not like um, family fortunes or anything like that. It's like. You know, a four-four-two-two diamond takes a lot of work and a lot of practice to be able to work patterns of passing. And for the first twenty minutes, we couldn't lift our head up. We couldn't get on the ball. Ajax were everywhere. They were so aggressive in their press. I mean, Urien Timber was just a, an absolute machine. He was everywhere, and we couldn't get out. You know, and the we inside the first minute. The encouragement that we gave them to keep pressing didn't stop. You know, we gave them that one chance and they got in when they hit the post. It came from a deflection. You know, it was a deflected ball that caught us out. They worked the space well and got a shot off, went off the post. Should have been 1 0. You know, just not call us, you know, let's be honest about it. But for that first 20 minutes, we couldn't get out. We couldn't build up any play. Anytime that we tried to hold the ball, it was only around the back four, and it looked like this is going to be a long night. You know? Yeah, and then, then there was the other chance where I think Virgil, he claims he gets a push in the back with number nine. I think he's just got to be a bit stronger there or get himself no, back I think it's position. a foul all day, that one. Uh, but then he doesn't get himself back into position. We're left wide open. And to be honest, Tadic has the whole goal to him and manages to crack it right at Trent and Allison. And luckily, Gomez got back on the line and knew we were both going... Oh, this is a this is a proper rocky twenty minutes. This we could do we could do without this. <laughs> I could do without this. I was thinking, me two two looks looks pretty safe. This to a risk. Malcolm with the comment of the night so far. What's this one? Where's Malcolm? Where is he? <laughs> right. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. So, but then after twenty minutes, Liverpool started to get a little bit more control on the ball, a bit more. Possession, uh, and the and then the goal comes uh, just before half time. Perfect time to score a goal, really. Uh, Henderson on the left, I mean, he played predominantly left tonight, which is not normally his position. He's normally on the right hand side. Uh, lovely cross with the uh, the outside of his boot, and it's a great finish by Mo. He dinks it over, dinks it over him. How did you see it, Matt? Absolutely sumptuous. It's the sort of pass that if Jao Cancelo or Kevin De Bruyne makes it, you know everybody's cooing over it. It's not the first time, I believe, you know, he's uh, with the fourth goal at Old Trafford last year, I think was with the outside of his right foot yeah. as well. Like Henderson has the ability to play something other than the big loopy cross from the right-hand side. Uh, it, it was just fantastic. But like the game had really kicked off in about the five minutes before that. Like After their chance, Darwin gets the elbow in the face and goes down clutching his face a little bit, which, okay, fine, maybe you can... In a different situation, it might, you know, buy a VAR review and a red card, but it wasn't nearly as bad as it looked. And then Robertson and Bergwijn just seemed like they were going after each other. And then we started going down that side, and that's where the break ends up coming from. Yeah. Uh, 
just unbelievable. And most Salah, I, he was pretty quiet for most of the first half. I was wondering, you know, is he going to have another one of those halves again? But that's that's a striker. You know, he's he makes the perfect angled run and gets to a lovely first time finish with the inside of his left foot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will say, Kev, as good a finish as it is, it is a brilliant finish. If you were to do, if we're doing Ajax full full time, you're slaughtering the keeper there. You have to, don't you? It's just like he was caught in the middle. He was caught in no man's land. But the goal was made by the pass. Yes. The pass across with the right pace, the spin on it, it made Mo's life so much. It made his mind up for him. And out of his peripheral vision, he'd have seen the keeper on his strong foot, curled it in lovely. But what Matt was saying about Robertson, when Robertson started going on runs once we got the confidence after about the 25th minute he started adventuring forward a lot more and that's when the game opened up for us because we opened up the wings we weren't so narrow and everything came from that i thought henderson tonight on the left hand side was really good you know it's not his natural position but he played he played it really well and he found himself in really good spaces that ball it's so difficult to play with the right pace. And to be able to do that, given the context of the game, that we were really under the cost, like, you know, they were bang up for it. It it was just a great pass. The, the, for me, the pass made the goal. You know, the goal was, you know, you'd expect more to finish it, but that pass, what Matt was saying about it, if that was De Bruyne or Foden or Bruno or anyone else, You'd be waxing lyrical about that. Yeah, you'd be waxing lyrical about that tomorrow on every radio station, you know, for the next few days. But they won't, you know, it's yeah. because they won't. But then it is um, what it is, that... after Ajax had already missed the so not only the is he not a racist, he can play a beautiful pass. That yeah, I was going to come to that later on. We'll, we'll, we'll come that <laughs> later. So and then after we've let Ajax miss a sitter, we thought we'd return the favour. Uh, brilliant ball into Bobby. At first, you and me, Kev, thought, should he shoot first time, Bobby? But then when you look at it, thinking, it's the right pass. It's just a horrific yeah. finish by Nunes. It's an awful it's, finish, isn't it's it? It's absolute turd of a finish. Yeah. He's sort of going, oh. And it was harder to miss it, wasn't it? Yeah, and you were like... It was harder oh, to miss it. That would have killed the game. But if you're being honest, it was a sitter each. Yeah, yeah. Both missed, and both sides had what one really big chance. You know, they hit the post of their big chance. Salah takes it, so... You go in half time thinking it's a pretty typical away fixture that you see in Europe. You know, we saw a lot of these under like the Rafa days of see out a very hard 20 minutes and try and nick the goal before half time. And you sort of went, it sort of worked for us, you know, because now pressure is on them because they've got to they've got to score three because they have to get yeah. win by two goals. Because uh, as you, uh, I think, I think you, uh, I in the chat last night, rightly pointed out the away goal was the factor. In the head-to-heads, but it's not in, in the head-to-heads, two, yeah. Because but it's not in two legged ties, which them, is so confusing. Yeah. For them, for them to basically better the head-to-heads, once we scored, they had to score three, because we'd we'd already beaten them two-one at Anfield. They would have to better that two-one result. So they that must. If you're on the receiving end of that, five minutes before halftime, given the the half that they had. And the chances that they'd missed, it's a proper sucker punch. They would have gone into halftime, and it could have been two. It, it should have been two. You know, if it had gone in halftime two-two, there wouldn't have been much of an argument if both sides had taken their chances. We did, they didn't, and it created the fact that they had to come out in the second half and score three. Yeah, a lot uh, of love that's in, a completely different game. Yeah, a lot of love in the chat for Alves of Ajax and your mate, your big fan of it. You're Timber. in December, yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought Timber was really good. The only problem I saw, I thought Alvarez gets around the pitch really well. He's a good destroyer. I think his passing is atrocious. Well, I would say, no, let, let's rephrase that. For the money that Ajax are going to command for him for £50 million, his passing isn't there. The rest of his game is good. His passing isn't there. You know, he, he you wouldn't feel comfortable if he was your deep-lying centre mid, you know, getting the ball, receiving it, and playing passes to get you on 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 the on the offence on the other side. I think 
at the other at the top end, he gets found out. It's good you can get it. You can get away. You can look at really good in the era de visit, but when you're in Europe, you get found out with stuff like that. I saw some of his work in breaking up play and pressing was good. Was really good, but the other side of it, I think, was a problem. Timber, on the other hand, is twenty-one years of age, and I think he's wasted a centre back. He's such a good footballer, so quick, so aggressive, smart, you know, intelligent with the ball. Probably best suited to a back three, you know, as a right centre back. Do you remember how Sheffield United used to play with the overlapping mm. centre backs? Yes, I remember though. A creative. 3-4-3 or 3-5-2. Someone who would allow that flexibility within a system to be able to do something like that. I think he'd be nuts. I think he'd be absolutely nuts. Free if the it's back something... talk. I like yeah, it. But, that, but he's that type of player. He's that type of modern centre-back, kind of like Jules Kunde is as well. You know, that is a footballer who can defend but has the mentality of a forward. So I think look, just see how his game develops over you know over time and where he ends up. But I don't think he'd be something that we would be going for unless we were replacing a senior centre back. Which you is fair. which we're gonna have to do. Matip needs uh, to be replaced. Yeah, eventually. but if you look, it'd be a show. Let's put it that way. It'd be an interesting show. I thought he was that he was their standout tonight. Brobry was good. He's yeah, I liked. Menace. I thought. I thought Brabby in the first 20 minutes when they, like, I felt they came for us. Like, it felt like their game plan was we need to get an early goal, get the crowd into it, and see where it takes us from there. And there was a couple of times where Brabby just posted up Van Dyke, just used his strength in his frame to keep Van Dyke off. Like, their chance in the first two minutes of the game that goes off of the post, Virgil is completely blocked out of defending that situation yeah. by Brabby. He just absolutely manhandled him. He did it to Gomez a couple of times coming and challenging for balls in that half space between the midfield and the attack. And then, like a lot of their team, just disappeared. Yeah, he he's just, very young. He, as soon as the ball went in. Yeah, he's he's very young. And it, I think it's his first real season. So, the jury's going to be out on him so, for a while. But reminds me an awful lot of Mikel Antonio. That kind of frame, that yeah. Strength and power. Maybe is a there's an argument to be said that he's probably a bit too big. If you know what I mean, physically, you know, he, yeah, he could, could probably 10, do with 15, lean up. Yeah, a little. he could probably do with losing half a stone and see if he can improve his mobility a little bit. But I thought technically on the ball he was quite good. But again, another one. You're going to want to watch and see how he develops in the in the Europa League, and maybe even next season see what happens with him. But yeah, he was he was okay. Cool. So then second half kicks off, and I think it's with four minutes. Darwin breaks down. Darwin breaks out the wing. He scuffs his cross, and the keeper palms it behind for a corner. Uh, Robbo takes it, and Matt cracking head of Nunes. That's now four goals in his last four starts. You know. He may miss a few, but he is starting to get that consistent run and he's starting to become the consistent goal threat that we all hoped we were signing. You know, four and four, you can't really complain with, but it's a great header. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant center forward play by him. Like to win the corner in the first place, it shows that he knows where the goal is. Like, was it a shot? Was he trying to sneak it in at the near post? Well, he doesn't look up, but I mean, a, a striker knows where that goal frame is. So he wins the corner just off of pure instinct. But like, I loved his game, you know, it just in general, I thought he was just busy, constantly closing down their goalkeeper, you know, like every, every goal kick, every time the ball went back to their keeper, he was chasing after them. And the strength he showed to claw away from the two men from Ajax that were all over him on the corner to get in front of both of those guys when they were just hands all over him, like four hands all over him. And he just powers through and puts the neat little header on it, tuck the ball into the bottom corner. That's that's the sort of thing that made people think, you know, hey, this guy could score, you know, 30 goals in a season for Liverpool sort of thing. So, happy days. Good to have him back. Missed him badly on Saturday. I yeah, think he was um, miss, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Dan Austin says, Cloth explained Darwin's miss as typical Bobby. The pass probably surprised Darwin <laughs> as well as the opposition. <laughs> yeah, just throw Bobby under the bus there. Just in case. The, the pass was so good. The thing is, yeah, granted, it was on his weaker foot, but... He should you score. know, 
you, you we're all being nice, like, but you yeah, we're all we're not being that nice. I'll tell you, if that game ends in a wrong result, we're not Correct. being nice. Yeah. I guarantee you, that is uh, one you have to score. But the strength, is, the delivery from Robbo, if you, the camera angle they, that they were that they showed showed the curl on it and how flat it was. It was just there to be got, and it was pure aggression. And like I might have missed one, I'm not missing this. And it was almost like pure hate that get out of my way. I'm getting this and buried it into the corner. Brilliant. That's a proper striker's goal. That's a proper center forward striker. You know, bullying people out of the way. Bang of it. Yeah, Coppel said uh on Nunez, he played with a big heart today. He was really he was really, really good. I think we took him off early enough. But yeah, we'll come we'll come to the substitutes because yeah. as always, the world that is social media, they don't like the fact that I took off. We'll, we'll come to that. Uh and then I think we talk about if I'm honest, goal of the game. Uh Salah gets it deep, great great inside pass, goes to Elliot, and I think I messaged you, Kev said that's the best Davering Gog goal I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he, absolutely, he absolutely lamped that with his right. It's great finish and Again, nice for him. That's two and two now in Europe. You know, good for him. Good for him. Again, difficult away game. Something he can learn from. And he's starting to add goal and a few more goals to his game. Lovely finish, though, Kev. He's one of these kids that I still think his best position is on the left. You know, I I I'd like to see him try it on the left, but it just goes to prove that he's well capable of using his right foot because that was as clean a hit as you're likely to see because. When it went in, I was like, did he miss it? It I just spun in around the net, and it was like, no, that went in. And I I was sat there, I was was just sat there, I was like, wow. That was was one of those wow goals, you know what I mean? I did think at first it was side net, and you went, and then went, how's he got that? When you see the angle, you're thinking, fair, fair, fair dues. And then you went, you knew then we had like 25 minutes left, Matt, and you're going, it's game over. Because it's like, they ain't, we ain't even as bad as we've been this year. I can't see this because we're not going to see five. So you go, yeah. this is a nice, this is a perfect 20 minutes because literally as soon as Elliot scores, Darwin's whipped off uh, for Jones. A, to give Jones a bit of a run out, get minutes in his belt. The lad's just back from a hamstring injury, so it makes sense to set Darwin's no point running into the, run into the ground and risk risk of re-aggravations. So it's quite nice having like 25 minutes and going, this is quite comfortable now. You know, I think I was too busy flicking on my phone for the last 20 minutes. I was quite relaxed. I go, don't really, don't really care. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, catch up with the chat that you've missed because the first five minutes of the half were pretty frantic and it was pretty easy to let things go by. But game over is what I wrote. Like before the goal, even it was Harvey to Trent to Harvey to Trent and then Mo and Mo plays that amazing reverse ball and it sees the run. Like it looked like something off of the, off the training pitch. Like, it looked mm-hmm. like a set movement that they had done where Harvey and Trent exchange those passes. It goes to Mo, and Harvey takes that run, and Mo just knows to look for him because his head isn't really looking in that direction. Like, Mo's looking towards the center of the park, and he just, like, a Tiago-esque uh, almost pass. Just lovely. So, then that was it. I mean, if this was a game at Old Trafford, they would have started clearing out of that place as soon as that goal went in. I mean, so, you know, felt- credit... Credit to I the Ajax fans for sticking around until about 75, uh, 80 before they started like, sailing. They left the team at five minutes and went, ah, oh, yeah. what did I play now? So, uh, as Dan Austin points out, um, top finishes from Mo, Darwin eventually, and Elliot. They were, they were all three of them really good finishes. They were good uh, goals. And then as you and me both said, Kev, um, get the clean sheet. Let's just yeah. get another. Then it's three clean sheets in the last four. So, again, it just builds that confidence. Because I thought, I thought, after the opening 20 minutes, defensively, I thought we did all right tonight, you know, but Trent did okay. Uh, Gomez, I think, it was is probably a performance he needed because he wasn't great against, against Dusko Forest. And Virgil, again, probably a performance he needed because he wasn't great. Aside from the over 20 minutes, which for us as a team, we weren't fantastic. But from 20 onwards, I thought there were a lot more control and defensively, we were okay. They still had chances, and I think you're never going to stop a home sign getting chances, but there weren't many like. Really big saves. We thought, Christ, that's that's a big moment. No, for they had Alex. they had their flurry at the start, and after the first 15, 15 20 minutes, that was it. You know, it was like we kept them at arm's length for the rest of the game. You know, and you're got they're, you know, they're Ajax for God's sake. 
you know, technically really good solid side and with players who can play. But in general, I thought we managed it. We managed it really well, especially in the second half. We managed that second half perfectly. The changes that were made, everyone that came in contributed. They were all good, good performers. Uh, Stefan Bacecek came in and he just looked like, yeah, just give me the ball. You know, don't care where I am, give me the ball and I want it. And he made use of it. He, he didn't give it away. He looked after it. Exactly what you want to see. Um, so Curtis looked good when he came on. He was around the pitch. He was busy. He was strong on the ball. Um, Simicast was late, obviously. The one thing I liked, actually, I've I seen a lot of people, and look, I completely get it, that they'd like to see Calvin come in. You know, Calvin Ramsey bit to get his get his debut in Europe. But there was no gimmies tonight. Klopp took this seriously all the way through. Every change that was made was made with a purpose. And... There was no gimmies off the bench, like you know. There was no like sympathetic subs. You know, he brought on Simicast for Robertson for the last five ten minutes just to see it out, and it was a perfect away performance. You know, you, we rode out the storm in the first twenty minutes, grew into the game, and then bossed it. Yeah, I mean, it was good because we didn't have to worry about we didn't have to throw on a cold Ebu. So Ibu can now get another yeah. three or four days training and maybe Ibu comes in against uh, Leeds. Against Leeds, yeah. But he's not coming in cold. He's coming in off like a full week's training then. Uh, Paul Smith said, uh, Jones did more in the short period on the pitch than Elliot. The only thing Elliot did was score. Matt, do you want to no, take that? No, mate, Paul. Yeah, sorry, I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll take that. I believe the word I'm looking for is poppycock. I don't know. I thought Harvey Elliott was fantastic today. Uh, the energy that he shows getting back defensively, like he's not a lazy flair offensive player that they get upfield and the ball gets turned over and they go, oh, well, shucks darn, and they don't bust their ass and get back. I'm consistently impressed with his commitment to maintaining the shape of the team and getting himself back into position. I saw it in the, who did we play in that goofy second friendly this year after we played one? We played another one 24 hours later. Strasbourg. Toulouse? Uh, Strasbourg. Did we play Strasbourg in the second game? It, it, he he ran the whole 90 minutes, just up and down. I thought, well, yeah, you know, that that bodes positive from somebody that's supposed to have all this offensive skill and be creative going forward, that he's still putting in the work in a completely meaningless, friendly game, you know, before the season's getting started. And to me, that's just carried over all season. I'm an unabashed fan of Harvey Elliott. I think he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic player for Liverpool. Uh, as somebody said earlier in the chat, like, you can see the passion that he has for it. Like, it does it seems like it just means that little bit more for him. And, you know, when you see the pictures of him with his family at the final in Kiev, you can kind of understand it. He is a Liverpool fan and that's fantastic to see. So uh, I, I don't, I don't agree with Paul's comment uh, really at all. Well, uh, I just wanted to double check something there. Um, one every ground jewel. Uh, he's fouled twice. He's two shots. One, they both worked the keeper. One was a goal. Uh, was, he wasn't dis dispossessed in the game at all. He's he had eighty three percent passing success, forty two touches, one successful dribble. Um, it was all in all. I think he, they got him as an eight point two, but a lot of that would have been the goal. It was a good solid seven out of ten for someone who was playing again at nineteen years of age away in Europe for a side that had to get a result. You know. The pressure was on tonight because of the situation with the group. We did not want to be going into the last game, you know, needing anything. So every single one of them turned up tonight. You know, there was nobody let anyone else down. I get people don't like him. That's fine. But when someone has a good game, they have a good game. You know, I mean, it's not either or for me. It's if someone has a good game, he's a good game. If he had a bad game, more than happy to say it. But he and to be fair to Paul. I like Jones Curtis well. Jones after he came on. Yeah. I, I thought Curtis Jones looked really good. Mm. Like after we made the raft the changes at the 70th minute, I think we pretty clearly switched back to a 4-3-3. Yeah. Where Bajetic sat at the base of the midfield. Cujo went out onto the right. Milner took up on the left. Fabi uh, Fabio Carvalho played left wing. Bobby and Mo uh finished it up top. And I thought I thought out of those three midfielders, I thought Curtis yeah. Jones was the most assured of them. I mean, Milner did Milner things and by Chetich is still a young kid, but he looks promising. So, yeah. yeah. Great Milner got absolutely floored as well. Did you see that? <laughs> he he no, across, my Timber come across him, and he was like, 
he absolutely floored Milner. Milner turned around to the ref. He's like, what? Do you know though, deep, nothing given. Like, you know, deep, deep down, deep down though, but your Miller's gone. Quite enjoyed that though. Yeah, exactly. yeah <laughs> it's probably mind. built it, but yeah, I'm gonna say, you know, I don't fully agree with Paul's about, but it's not to disparage Curtis Jones. I actually thought Curtis Jones when Curtis he came did well. well. I, I, Curtis... I like Curtis a lot. I agree with Paul on Curtis Jones. I think Curtis Jones is an absolute. He's a proper squad player at the minute with a ceiling to go up. He can get better, and he will get better as he gets older, as he understands his game better. You know, as, he, as this, he needs, he needs to run a, he needs a run of fitness. He, he does need a bit of luck with he fitness. He's fit for a while. And it's not about starts. It's about minutes on the pitch. Be it off the bench, starting a few games, back on the bench, starting again. You know, just I a squad to... role. Stay fit. That's all he has to do. Stay fit. I like and the rest will take care of itself. Because I like Jones on the left hand side when he comes off the bench. I think he, I think that sort of suits him because he gives us that solidity. Speaking of players coming that's... off the bench, I'll, I'll ask you, Chris um, Carvalho. Yeah, I, do you know what? I've I've said this a few times. I've not been a fan of Carvalho starting, but I think he's a perfect sub uh, because he's really good at picking up the speed of the game mm. uh, coming on sub, which I think in itself is a big skill. He just gives us energy and he just has, has something about him. But I always think it has to be him or Elliot at the moment. I don't think I think playing both at the moment is a little bit too inexperienced and unbalances. But I like him. I think I think he's got that he's he's got the potential to do that continuous pass in him. He's got that sort of ceiling in his locker. He's not there, he's obviously nowhere near that level yet, but no, I was a bit. Every time he said to bring in Carvalho on, I get quite excited because I think I always feel like you know, he's going to do something. No, no, I agree. Yeah, he's um, he's he's another one. You know, when people, you know, we talk about the business that, and we deride some of the business that we did in the summer. We don't know about Calvin Ramsey yet, but I think getting uh, Carvalho in for the fee that we did could easily turn out to be. Uh, an absolute masterstroke, but that's a great comment from Dad there. Miller, 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 got, yeah, Miller got badly fouled. The only thing missing was the folding chair, WWE US style. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think uh, Dan Austin three sixteen. There we go. We've spoken. <laughs> uh, one thing that I uh, would like to point out, just because I know it's uh, the fashion to bash him for his defensive work, but. There was a couple times in this towards the end, the second half of the second half, that Trent's defensive positioning was absolutely spot on, just absolutely spot. On. I mean, he was yeah. there for the block in the first half when they had that chance where it looked like Allison saved it, but it actually seemed like it came off Trent's uh, thigh. But I am like 68th minute, Tadic gets past Robertson, crosses it back to the penalty spot. They shoot over, and Trent's right there closing the man down, like he had recognized the danger, come in put the pressure on the man, forced him to take the shot early, and he put it over. And then there was a, what, 85th minute, the Taylor who had come on for Ajax, Trent actually decided to actually physically challenge somebody. Like, I noticed in the first half that Tadic was just putting his back to Trent, and Trent was doing nothing. Like, he wasn't backing off, he wasn't trying to engage him, and he was just letting Tadic move around with the ball. That Trent actually went and engaged with the ball, and that's where the Ajax player went over and grabbed the ball, and the referee rightly just went, no, that's a handball. Like, that was yeah. not a foul. You don't you don't just get to fall down. Uh, what's what's so funny about handball is you can see the guy in the crowd knows it's a handball. And he's he's more angry with the Ajax player than he's than not getting the free. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, Jake asks, um, "I'll start with you, Kev. Thoughts on uh, Bajetic? I always get his name wrong. Yeah, Very I look, he's, only, well, he's not. Is he eighteen yet? Seventeen or eighteen? Yeah, he's only a young kid." But you you don't often see a young player coming into that number six role at this level that young and be that assured on the ball. And he looks like a proper footballer, doesn't he? He just looks like um, he looks like one of these players that he's another one off off the conveyor belt that if he develops in the way that we hope he does, he's going to save us a fortune. You know, that's that's the hope with these players, the, the Elliots, the Carvalhos, the JTECs. Thanks, Red Steve you know. Jones. <laughs> Just call it Badger, Chris. Badger, yeah. <laughs> but all, of these, all of these young kids, the hope is that these are going to save you 50 million quid, every single one of them. And that's more money that can be reinvested elsewhere. 
Mm. You know, we did it with um, Joe Gomez as the prime example. You know, Joe Gomez is a six million pound signing from Charlton at the time. Something like that, yeah. Uh, well, three and a half million rising with add-ons and everything, but it was six million quid as far as it's just a figure that sticks in my head. Replace him in the squad now as a third, you know, a third or fourth choice centre back. English. You're talking 45, 50 million, 60 million being yeah. English. English, yeah. You know, so that's how we've managed to be able to compete for the last four or five years with the likes of Man City is boxing clever in the transfer market. It just might be, we have to wait for them to come of age at the minute. Mm. But yeah. when our, they do, our transfer work we've done is great, but yeah. not for this year. Yeah, you, you know? can see so where what, it's going. Yeah, it's just like the issue I think with the team is that the older players have just had a collective drop of form. Now, whether mm. that's a temporary drop of form or whether some of them you fear, you know, Fabinho's legs are gone or Henderson's legs are gone, that we're not able to bridge that gap that we talked about all summer where. There's the 30-year-old players and the 20-year-old yeah. players, and we got nothing in between. If we can get another year or two out of that old cadre of players, we've set ourselves up brilliantly. Yeah. And I, to me, it's, I think it's a calculated risk that the team took, and it's kind of backfired this season. The crazy yeah. thing is, I think there's a cross. Sorry, Chris. I think there's a crossover with Thiago and his father. The, yeah, there is. His father and Thiago's father played together. And Tiago has known him since he was like tiny, since he was a baby. You know, so there he's been aware of him for a long time. And you can almost see that he's modeled his game on the likes of Tiago with his passing, with his vision. His head is on a swivel all the time. You know, and he's got nothing but time on his side. And one thing is as long as Klopp's at the helm, Klopp will be patient with him. You know, you, he doesn't bring anyone just anyone off the under-23s into the first-team squad and keep them around, let alone bring them on. And this is a second appearance now in the Champions League. you know. But I do, and I, I do think there is a clamour for him to play more, and I think that's where we've got to be careful with him because I think Klopp's bringing him on at the right times, bring him on yeah. at 3-0 up, bring him on at, you know, when the games are pretty much won or when he's got a lot yeah. of experience. Right? The big plus for him tonight was, we took off a two more experienced centre mid in Henson and Tia and um, Fabinho, and he sat with a very experienced James Milner, but was ageing, and a young Curtis Jones. So again, it wasn't like he was given a platform of stand next to Fabinho, who'll talk you through a game, or Tiago will look after you. So, but I think that's the way you've got to use uh, Pajetic is bring him on at three nils, bring him on at two nils. You don't want to be doing what we did to um, Paul Tyler Morton, which was we're yeah. in the shit, lads. You need to start away at Spurs. And you've only played, you've only, yeah, you've don't, played, you don't do you've only played two games. It doesn't help him though, because if it, it, no. it if it doesn't work out well, everyone slaughters him and you know he's written off before he starts. And also that, that kills his confidence as well. So yeah, I agree. I agree with what Emmett said there, actually. I think he is a first team player. I don't think you'll see him in the under 21s again. I think what you might do is maybe next season you might see him go on low. I think so. And it wouldn't be the worst idea. But saying that, that's down the line at the Depends minute how Tyler Morton's loan move works out and it looks mm. like it's doing really well mm-hmm. it looks like he's doing really really well they're really happy with him so and Red Steve points out Miller was a babysitter he was too busy going around slapping people <laughs> but, so they must trust but do you know what I mean it's the right situation to bring him in I wouldn't I think it'd be cruel to throw him on with like two ten minutes to go and it's 1-1 old out lad you know I think that's where it's a bit harsh yeah. You know, League Cup's probably good. I'd give him a League Cup start, though. Uh, yeah. Tom Boland saying, I was watching Paramount Plus USA and the conferences were moaning about our defence being so deep a few weeks ago. It was too high up. No pleasing some commentators. No, listen, conferences have got to find something to moan about. But, I mean, I'd rather than that, I had the joys of Steve McManaman again. Who, yeah. For yeah. 10 minutes, who for 10 I minutes was Andy Crawford, Townsend. Yeah, but for 10 minutes, Steve McManaman was talking about how quiet Henson had been. He got subbed, he'd already been subbed off. But you still sound yeah. so it's quiet in the game. Going, it's a bit hard when the lads on the pit on the bench, like you know. So, but the one thing I say about the line tonight, um, we cut them offside once or twice. We didn't need to win the game. We didn't need to chase the game. It wasn't too deep. It was, and it wasn't high. It was right where it needed to be to allow to not give them space in behind or encouragement to play through balls over the top, but high enough that it gave you a chance to recover if you needed to. We could be, like Joe Gomez tonight, 
once he got the first five minutes caught out, out of his system, he was a lot more, he was the more aggressive center back. They came down his side. He was going out to meet the ball and to break up play and to set us on the, on the attack more. So Virgil was around on the cover an awful lot for him. But that line tonight, to me, was exactly where you want it to be, given the context of the game and what we needed to achieve. You know, yeah. the last thing you want is someone like Bergwijn with space to run into and someone like Berghaus to find him hmm. or Tadic to find him because he's more than capable. Yeah. So I think we got that re- we got that bang on right. While we're on the defence, somebody uh, made their 200 appearances for Liverpool tonight. Allison, I was convinced he'd already made 200 appearances. It feels like he's been here forever. That's now his 90th clean sheet in 200 games, which is a bit of a mad start. That's, That's mental. That's yeah, that, mate. First show. Yeah, I love it when fair, you guys do preparation for these shows. I love. I that. mean, to be fair, Liverpool literally tweeted it ten minutes ago, so you know <laughs> it's research. Take the credit, take the credit, take the credit, and shut I'm up. Being, I'm being fair. No, so a better great. one was um, it was Jordan Henderson's 250th game as captain tonight. Yeah, and it was Milner's 50th game in the Champions League for Liverpool. So yeah. it's a few. And Salah's few only also. one goal behind Gerrard for the old. Yeah, in, one more. He's, he's on four goals for you. No, no, for you, that's all, that's all time Europe. in Europe. Yeah, in Europe. Yeah. Did Salah pass uh, Drogba for most African goals in the championship? No, no he he's still four, three, four. He needs. Yeah, to get I to think that. he's still two oh, behind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he's so not. So I had a hat trick against Napoli, and he passes them both. Bingo! Yeah. I I gotta say, Kev, huge credit to you. I thought Kudus was unbelievable when he came on. Yeah, I thought Kudus looked great for Ajax. I mean, the game was gone at that point, but man, he showed for the ball. He was happy to dribble through our midfield, like had an yeah. eye for a pass. Really he's not, he's not a nine, is he, though? And I think they wanted to play him with a striker, a focal point striker, for to bring everyone on around him. I think, he, I think he'd struggle playing as a nine, especially in the Premier League. He he's not physically like he big and strong really enough. Deep, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think as, as a second striker, what Bobby does, that kind of second striker, Bingo. you know, a 10 maybe, yeah. but second striker, I think he's he's a hell of a talent. He's got everything in his locker, that kid. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Santander saying Salah will break the records when he knocks Real Madrid out in the next round. I've just hope we got it. I'd be quite nice. I, yeah, this. what a Valentine's Day that would be. Yeah, yeah, we've, we've already won big win on Valentine's Day. Was it Porto a few years ago? Like five yeah. nil, yeah. five, yeah. yeah. So, well, you got the way you got to look at it in the Champions League. If we do come finish second in the group, who the hell is going to want to draw us? Grant, even if we have to go away for the second leg, we are going to be the absolute top of the who give, who needs them club. Yeah, plus the, 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 plus the thing is, the Champions League. We all view it in the prism of now, which is we're quite erratic. Yeah. February's a long way away, and we've seen a few times teams that look brilliant qualifying, and then they, they lose all sort of form in February. And January's going to be an interesting one because with Juventus, Madrid, and Barca all not qualifying for the Champions League, I would think they were banking financially to get to the knockout stages. So Juve yeah, and yeah. Barca definitely. So you Juve do wonder you definitely. might you might you could see a little bit of a fire sale in January for some of those, teams, and it's where they go. So they could go and strengthen, you know, and more for Bayern Munich or a Club Bruges or, you know, those sort of club teams as well. Uh, oh, Jake's got another update from Klopp. Klopp and Henson, he's okay as far as I know. It's a bruise, nothing else. I think that was yeah, the that was the cash and knees, yeah. the knee on knee. That was the kind of one you hate to see because even though it's innocuous, that's the kind of thing where you could it could develop fluid on the knee. Uh, you, you don't really want to see that. But look, yeah. you, you fingers crossed he come he. He comes through it okay because I think it'll be a case he might need to go again at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Bonkers saying that the match for him was Robbo, but uh, honorable mentions for Nunes and Henson. Yeah, Robbo was really good today. Yeah, Robbo was um, good. Who's your man of the match? I'm going to be boring. I think it was probably Andy Robbo. Um, I say his delivery for the, set, for the corner was brilliant, but he's up and down. Uh, he's aggressive nature with Bergwijn really just knocked him out of the game completely. He gave him one nice early knee into the back. The, a seasoned it. defender absolutely loves to do to a winger. So you want to drive your backside into me, have that. And he lit that, that quietened Bergwijn down for the rest of the game. 
And then Robertson got on his bike and he was up and down that wing, Lincoln play up. He got in, he had a chance as well, but you know with Robbo, his shooting is just not there. I love him and all that, but he wasn't born to take shots. Unfortunately, Simicas hasn't got that skill either. They, they no, must be, I think, the left-backs. Yeah, he hasn't, to be fair. But, yeah, he, I was really, really happy with him. And I was happy for him because he's been under the cost with a lot of people for a while talking about um, him and Simicas. I mean, to be honest, I think Andy Robertson is levels ahead of yeah. Simicas. And I like Simicas. I think Simicas is a good, solid backup left-back for a top club. He could go and play for pretty much any side in the Europa League and down and be a starting fullback. But he's get, he's he will get plenty of game time at Liverpool. And mm. I don't five, think you get another chance. To, help. It that helps a lot. That five sort helps give opportunities to players, keeps and also keeps players interested. So you yeah. know you're gonna you're gonna but play. Yeah, I was really, really impressed with him. Honorable mention for me, I think Fabinho, given again once he got the first five minutes out of his system and he got to grips with the system that we were playing in, he looked good. He looked a lot better, a lot more aggressive and snide tackles when he needed a snide tackle with a smile. Um, his passing was fine. He was taking the ball in good areas and distributing it well. Yeah, for the, given the, the how lax he looked, at the weekend against Forest, I thought he was good. I was really yeah. happy for him as well. Santander with another Robbo show. The other thing I feel sorry for Robbo is we only have a wheel of out for interviews when we've just took a bad result. He has to say the same three lines every time. I do I feel sorry for him for that. Jonathan's gone for Salah on the match, goal and an assist. Yeah. 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 Salah was good. Nunes, I thought, was lively. Matt, who have you gone for? I, I got it to Darwin Nunez. Uh, I've seen just by scrolling through the only social media I use is Reddit. And it seems that Darwin's nickname is the agent of chaos. And he it's fitting because bad. He just, he kept running and running and running all night. And he was there when we needed him to like, even when he had the miss big smile on his face afterwards, you know, he's not throwing his hands up and being all upset and letting it throw his game off. So uh, I'm really hoping that that stupid red card at the game I was fortunate enough to be at, will be a, an early lesson in his Liverpool career. You know, something that could have happened two seasons in, but it happened two games in. And he's going to learn from that and get more mature because the more I see him, the more he really, really excites me because that's the future. I mean, that's the guy that's going to be leading Liverpool's front line for the next five, six, seven, eight years if we're lucky. So uh, I really liked it. I, I liked his performance again. Happy to have him back because we're going to ride him until the World Cup, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try someone different now because the answer probably is Andy Robertson, but uh, I think I'll give it to Bobby. I thought Bobby really grew into the game. I thought he was involved in everything that was good for Liverpool and honourable mention to Nunes. And to be fair, honourable mention to Gomez because he had a rough time against Forrest. And look, you've got to adapt to what's in front of you. And I thought he did that pretty well, to be honest. So, right. Um, Bobby's and- pass deserved a finish. If Bobby's... If Darwin takes that chance, that Battle. assist from that move, the over the whole move, everything about it was just fucking brilliant. Have you seen have you seen his reaction to the miss though? It's yeah, so I did. Brilliant. I did it's it. So, I it was it, hilarious. It's he is all of us going, How? How have you done that? Bless him. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> I love I love Bobby. Right. So I think that's all done for the night, really. Anything else you want to bring up, Matt or Kev? Uh yep. no. Um no, all good, man. Uh, big show coming tomorrow night. Big yeah, so show tomorrow. coming tomorrow night. Make so tomorrow... sure you guys like, like the channel, obviously. Subscribe, but hit the bell icon. Make sure you got that bell icon on. Big show coming tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah I'm, I, F- I've F- been doing F- some F- prep F- work. FSG yeah. show tomorrow. Actually, who's on the show? Do you know? No, I, I have no idea who's on the show. I know that I'm hosting it, so I've been doing my uh, diligent prep work of uh, putting together a timeline of S- oh, FSG sh- as our owners. So, Oh, shit. Bajan. How you doing, buddy? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Island battering. <laughs> in the cricket Ireland as well. England in the T20 World Cup. I saw Brazil. the highlights. I saw the highlights. This morning. Uh, by the way, Ireland played. It deserved. Much deserved. Well, oh. I think if we beat Afghanistan... At the weekend, 
we have a real chance of getting into the semi-final. Should be good. Real chance. Really good. I think wow. I don't know who England have got next. I'm sure I'll find out when, when I get a message. I think no, I think nothing, England nothing have better Australia. in sports than when England loses. It's the best. I think thing England have Australia. Uh and I think it's a must win. Yeah, because the boat because uh, Australia and yeah, they're England both in trouble, here. yeah. So oh, that makes it exciting. Oh, I might yeah. actually watch that one. Might actually oh, up for that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and the, uh, the other one is uh LFC women won four nil away at Leicester in the Conti Cup now, so that's two wins out of two in the Conti Cup. Fingers crossed we'll get a couple of wins in the league soon. Yeah, but, fingers crossed. They need they need to get back to some kind of winning form. Yeah, it's I think, tough. WSL is is not yeah. a uh I think me and you spoke pre-season. I said I, I said we had we got City this weekend, and I said it was pretty much a rock hard start. I said they'll do well to get many points in there. So to be fair, they beat Chelsea, which is a, a very big massive shock. Uh surprise. Honest. But I think after City. They are going to start playing the sides that are in and around the Ala Leicester. So that yeah. is your opportunity, I think, then to, to gain your points. And the only good thing for them is they'll be keeping themselves in games against quite good, you know, some really good sides. So look, I still think they'll stay up. Um, but I just think we always knew the season was going to be a tough one. But listen, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. 4 0 against a fellow WSL side in the cup. Can't complain, really. So no. so we've got the FSG show on Thursday. Kev is back on Friday. Friday night. With Luke, I'm having the I'm having the weekend off, so that'll be enjoyable for you. Yeah, enjoyable for you. We've got who we got on the show, Kev, was on Friday. Um, so far there's myself, there's Luke, Oscar from All Leeds TV. We've got to talk everything about the uh, game Saturday night, late Saturday night. It's a late kickoff Saturday night since seven forty-five kickoff UK time, and um. We have a guy coming on as well from the uh, Brighton. Uh, Brighton, uh, he's a Brighton fan channel. Uh, I'll be unobsessed because they're welcoming um, Graham Potter back Ooh. with Chelsea this weekend. So that'd be a tasty one. I want to see how, uh, what kind of reception Graham Potter is going to get, and uh, what's going on with Brighton with the new manager since they got they got their draw against us. They don't seem to be able to get a win against anyone. You know, Kevin, so there's, Kevin, there's lots to chat about. Kev, are you in charge of the LC Day Trippers messages, are you? Hit the like button or I'll take my shirt off. Trust me, there's no chance of that. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Nobody needs to see that. Nobody we'll get, needs to see we'll, that. I'll we'll get demonetized for that. Uh, and then Saturday, really? yeah, well, <laughs> I should be some more days. Uh, yeah. And then on Saturday, it's you again, Kev, doing the leads. The leads yeah, uh, myself and Matt. Reds. There we go. Myself cool. and Matt. And then we start the cycle again with full time with uh, Fat Back 4 on Sunday. So nice and easy. Right. Until then, guys, thanks for watching. Hit the, hit the like button on your way out. Subscribe and leave your comments po post match because we do read them as well. Yeah. Right. Until then, take care of yourselves. Speak soon. Good night, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.